This is the Shift Podcast. On the Shift Daily Podcast, we dig into some serious stuff today. Plus, we have a little bit of fun, too. Our Shift Head listener, Derek, sent in an email about his concerns about his family and dementia. And that inspired big conversation around dementia. On the podcast, we have the conversation with Derek. Plus, we are going to share more throughout the week on the show, as well as on the podcast, too. Best Christmas shopping stories and experiences. Some good, some bad. Are you okay? Is in there as well. And of course, in case you missed it with Ryan O'Donnell, all right here on the Shift Daily Podcast. Let's go to uh, Sharon, who's in Winnipeg. Hey, Sharon, are you battening down the hatches for your winter storm warning? Nah, just opening the windows. Nah, it's Winnipeg. That's fine. We call that Tuesday. Yeah, well, I figure if I open the window, I have a way out. (laughs) (laughs) What's your shopping story? I I remember one time when I was a kid, we had a really bad snowstorm. We climbed out the second story window to go to church. No way. <laughs> yes, way. Oh, wow. So this is nothing. That's pretty funny. Doing good. This is nothing. Uh, Winnipeggers are the best. Um, what's your shopping story about your tree? Well, I was a dumb kid, and so was my sister. Shortly after dinner on Christmas Eve, my mom gave us permission we could go and try and find a Christmas tree. Because we were poor, and the ones that we saw all during the week were really expensive. Like they were $1, $2, and that was too much for us. We had 50 cents. So my sister and I headed out. We ended up all over Hell's Acres and finally found a lot way down Henderson Highway. And the fellow said if we waited, he would sell us a tree for 50 cents. Why I say we're dumb bunnies is we got a beautiful tree, the most gorgeous tree imaginable. It took us forever to get it home. We had to keep stopping and resting. What we did (laughs) not take into account is we lived in a small apartment. My sister was at the top of the stairs, I was at the bottom of the stairs, and the tree was all the way down it. We couldn't get it into the apartment. My mom ended up, it was too late, it was after midnight already, she can't phone to ask for help, but she did phone the police to let them know that her two girls were home, but uh, she took a table knife and ended up cutting about five feet off of the top of it to be able to get it into the apartment and put up the tree. And we were thrilled. You would not have found two girls happier in the entire city. We had our tree. We put the bottom part out in the yard. But it was just absolutely ridiculous. And yet it still brings joy. Before my sister died this September, when we were walking down memory lane, that was something that still made us laugh. Our giant tree for 50 cents. Sharon, thank you for sharing the story. It's, It's remarkable. It's a perfect Christmas story. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good Christmas. Bye. You too. Merry Christmas. Uh, Sharon in Winnipeg right there. You know what would happen today? Kids, first of all, would like take an Uber and then they would get an app and <laughs> hire someone to rent a saw from a neighbor that would come over and cut it for you. And because kids yeah. would never walk and carry a tree. Um, that's absolutely beautiful story. Let's go to Trucker Brian. He's driving. Where are you, uh, Trucker Brian? Uh, I am by Gull Lake, Saskatchewan on my way back to Calgary. But this happened to me yesterday in Fergus Falls, Minnesota, and this is pretty crazy. So I get, I go to, I, I always go to Walmart to do my shopping, right? In the States because mm-hmm. it's cheaper. So to make a long story short, I get my Christmas presents for my grandkids in the States. So I picked up a sweatshirt and it was kind of a funky sweatshirt. It said gangster rapper and it was a picture of Santa Claus in the middle wearing sunglasses and the rapper said W-R-A-P-P-E-R. So I thought it was pretty cool. 
So I went through the checkout, right? It was $10.44, the sweatshirt. It was on sale. So I buy the sweatshirt. I go back to my truck. I always, you know, consult with my wife on presents I buy for the grandkids. And she said, nope, take it back. It says, that's, that's just too much of that, you know, uh, gangsta type stuff. And she hates the word gangsta, right? Hates it. So I go to take it back. I got my receipt. And they say, okay, I want to take this back. And I had that with, with some batteries because I have a taser flashlight on the truck. To make a long story short, it charges. But unfortunately, I, I thought it had to take batteries. So I took the batteries with the sweatshirt. They said, we can't take this back, Mr. Wade. I said, why not? They said, uh, they said because it's not on the receipt. I said, what do you mean it's not on the receipt? I said, you're the same oh. checkout lady that you just saw me, you know, no, no longer than an hour ago. And she said, yeah, I saw you go right through. I said, so why can't I take the sweatshirt back? And I said, it's not on the receipt. So I said, well, I don't want it. She said, well, you haven't paid for it. I said, well, okay. So she said, you could buy it, and then you could take it back. <laughs> I was like, okay. I said, I really don't want it. So, so now I'm at the point where what are we going to do with the sweatshirt? So she puts it back in my bag in front of, like, three other cashiers. She said, she said, well, the one says, well, we, we can do a no receipt. And I said, oh, great. So she said, what's your driver's license? Uh, it's a Canadian driver's license. She said, no, we can't do that. The system will not take a Canadian driver's license for a return. Are you kidding me? So now we can't, now I can't take this, this sweatshirt back. So now it's like, okay, do I give this back to you or what? And she said, no. She said, it's already been accounted for. She puts it back in my bag. And I walk out in front of three people. So it was like it was almost like if I walked into the Walmart, taking a sweatshirt off the shelf, put it in a bag, and walked out. And yet they allowed me to do that. And they is knew that, crazy? Well that you didn't pay for it. That's crazy. No, not weird. That is that's, crazy. It's, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a neat story. Somehow it doesn't surprise me though, Brian, because it seems like that's kind of the the world it is today. Um, but yeah. it didn't make no sense because really they couldn't put it back on the shelf and made the ten dollars and forty four cents on it. But as it was, I got a free sweatshirt. So well, it's funny that you strange. said that because to, today I returned uh, a hockey stick. So I went and bought a hockey stick online for my son, and then Canada Post was supposed to deliver it last week. Then it said it was going to come in January. So I got him a different gift. Well, then wouldn't you know it? Thanks, Canada Post. It showed up like three days later. So now I have another gift of the same value, and the hockey stick was like 370 bucks. So um, wow. I was like, well, I'm taking the stick back. So I take, because that's how much sticks are these days. So I take the stick back, and um, they're like, do you have proof of receipt? I'm like, well, there's the email. They're like, yeah, but we need the receipt number, or else we can't take it back. So they found a number on the email, and they typed it in, and they said, well, you have the wrong stick. You have a, a rib core that's worth 150 bucks on your receipt. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's just about $400 for the damn stick. I want $400. They were good. They found a way to work it out. Unlike you did, I got the full refund back. Unlike what you went through. Right. So it's amazing it what, so uh, what happens in the stores. Huh. Well, Very cool. Well, what you size know. is the sweater? Oh, it's a two XL. She likes my my granddaughter is, is thirteen, but she likes wearing those oversized sweatshirts, right? It's a it's a well, thing, the good news right? Is, yeah, it is a thing. I, I get that. My daughter, she's fourteen, so that makes sense. Um, but I I know this. Um, you got to be able to find a trucker that's a two XL somewhere. I'm guessing it might be a common size. Oh, I am a two XL. That's the only thing I there ever wear. Right now, so, you'll be the gangster yeah. rapper. Now you're good. 
No, no. Well, change your name on the text the list. Where... Here's the silly part. I'm going to give. I'm going to be back on the 17th of January, and as if she's going to wear the sweatshirt now. <laughs> so right. it really probably will be till next Christmas, right? So well, that's good. But I love it. Oh well, it's free, right? Well, drive safe, brother. I appreciate the good story. Thank you very much, uh, Trucker Brian on the road, Gull Lake. Uh, Merry Christmas, brother. We'll talk to you soon. You too, buddy. Eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. Today, I saw a guy hit a tree. It was really how this conversation started. I was in the parking lot, and uh, he, the guy came in on an angle, and then he was sideways. And I'm like, "How is it possible?" I was on the uh, 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 Google or uh, Teams meeting with Ryan, and I'm like, "How is it possible this guy can't park? He's sideways." And then he tries to straighten out, but he does like the Austin Powers four times, <laughs> and then the not looking. <laughs> yeah, and he's. He's trying to, so not looking because he's worried about how close he is to the one side. He goes too far over the, 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 I don't know what you call it, the curb and then, and then hits a tree and, um, just brushed the tree, but she kind of shoved the tree. <laughs> how is it possible? Winnipeg seems to be the hotbed of collars, especially about winter and snow. Roadhammer also says 1986, 1997. I was in both blizzards in Winnipeg, shut down the whole city. Um, Evelyn is also in Winnipeg. Hi, Ev. Hi. Um, my my shopping experience. I have to keep them all um, anonymity because um, that lady might be listening to your show. But I had an encounter. Oh, that's with. all right. Then she I can had, call had, in. Yeah, <laughs> you had to verify or confirm my facts. But anyways, yeah. no, when I went to uh, when I went to Walmart, I went to the cash waiting for cash, and the cashier waved me in. There was a lady beside me um, when I went in. That said, hey, you just took my cashier. So she wanted to butt heads with me. I didn't want to be mean back to her. So basically, but she wouldn't let it go. So I basically, I basically said my few words and then I left the store. But I was afraid she was actually going to follow, follow me into the parking lot. <laughs> Can you uh, tell us the few words without me getting me fired or what? Um, without getting you fired? Yeah, I mean, are they that profane, Ev, that you can't tell us? Because I, you're so polite, Ev. Like you don't ever well, say bad things. I, the, this, the, is, this, the, is, this is why, am I imagine this exchange would sound like the only oh, the only word the only word that I use the only word that I use because this lady was an elder, she was older than me, so basically I wanted to be respectful, but I did use the bitch word. I did. Oh no. wow, <laughs> you're throwing out bitches. Ooh, I mean, I was I heard it as being like, my goodness, this is inappropriate. Crimmins, how could you do this to me? Because you're so polite. <laughs> well, but apparently I you're gonna throw to. down. Well, yeah. I had to because she wouldn't let it go. See, that was I the thing. It. It, yeah, <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> I barely let you go because I only had two minutes. I was told. All that's, right. That's, oh well, that's thank you very much. I appreciate that, Evelyn. Uh, you have a fantastic day and good luck with that winter storm morning for Winnipeg. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you very much. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. That's a good story. Look at that, hey. Well, Ev, Ev's just thrown down in the Walmart. And what Walmart happens in Walmart stays in Walmart, man. It's just, um, um, yeah. Um, see, this is what I mean. Trucker Dan. Wow. I've never heard Evelyn so angry. LOL. Evelyn's never <laughs> angry, but this is a big deal. Good for you, Ev, for standing up for yourself. High fives all around. You got to stand up for yourself. And I love the fact that Evelyn said, you know, I wanted to be polite. She was older. I wanted to be polite. There was a lady in front of me uh, at Winners today and she wasn't paying attention. Remember all the jokes I've made about standing on the, following the arrows and standing on the dots of how we're a society that can't do that. Well, I'm also part of that society. And so I'm standing on my dot waiting outside the store 
And I, I've got to be, I'm like an F the man kind of guy, like in general, like I really don't trust the government for much. And so I'm like, okay, these guys need us to be socially spaced. So I'm going to space out six feet. Like the texture said, use your hockey stick for social distancing. Uh, thank you, by the way, for that one. Um, I, uh, I did, but I won't stand on the dot, right? Like I got to stand just off the dot. Like you can't make me stand on the dot. I mean, I'll, I'll participate, <laughs> but I'm not standing on the dot. Anyway, the lady in front of me, she's on her phone and she doesn't move up. And there was an open dot. And I was like, I wonder if someone's going to slide in there. I mean, hey, there's an open dot. Are you cutting in line if there's an open dot? I'm not quite sure you are. If you're not paying attention and you're like the mall meanderer is, um, I think that someone can slide in there. I'm glad I've stood up for herself though. This is the shift podcast. I wanted to read for you an email that we got from a shift head. His name's Derek. And, um, I'm going to summarize it because I want Derek to tell, um, us the story. Details about George Bamblett, Bamlet, excuse me, 96-year-old World War II veteran who built railroads for the Canadian Army in Germany. He was awarded several medals and never talks about the horrifying things he saw. And sometime in 2018, he was moved into a care home in Red Deer, where they have some specialization in dementia, as he has severe dementia. He doesn't remember any of our family, even his own daughters, his late wife. He doesn't understand the pandemic and what's going on in the world, but he knows that something bad is taking place. In the last week or two, he started to, te to deteriorate to the point where he's refusing to eat and showing signs of severe depression. He tells my aunt and my mom that he hates when they show up in full PPE as required of visitors in the home. My mom refuses to enter the building as there's an outbreak of 17 staff and 11 residents in the facility, but my aunt continues to go. So the way my mom put it, he says, when she called me was that my grandfather had done everything he could to end his own life without taking it into his own hands. This is heartbreaking. And this is where we welcome Derek to the phone. How you doing, brother? Hey, Shane. I'm actually doing pretty good considering. Yeah. Well, thank you for yeah, the email. I, no and problem. And I appreciate the, I, I, I want to acknowledge you, uh, Derek, for A, trusting in us and this whole nighttime family for um, your concerns and your questions. And thank you for trusting in me uh, with the story. I appreciate that. And I think it takes a lot of courage to be able to talk about that. My understanding from this, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you're just at a place where, what do I do here? Um, you can't be the only one going through this. I assure you that. But yeah. what do I do here? So what are you left with? And, and, and what's your question? What can we do for you, Derek? Well, it's, it's just really... Um... I, I don't know what to do because I, for personal reasons, I can't leave Edmonton. So I can't go to Red Deer and, you know, help take care of either my mom or my grandpa. Mm -hmm. And these are two people who are extremely important to me. So how do I then, you know, deal with this and how do I, what's the best way I can help? given that I can't travel there. So there's a couple of things for me. Now, you want to deal with is what is there to deal with? In your mind, what, what could you do? What, what do you wish you could do? Cause you know, I want you to leave our conversation, Derek, uh, you know, with other shift heads sharing that you're not alone. 
And yeah. I would like um, you to leave this conversation, um, you know, a little bit clear on what's best for Derek. So what is it that you wish you could do? Well, I mean, honestly, I, I wish I could be, be there more for my mom than anything. Yeah. Uh, Cause she's kind of caught in the middle because like my, my aunt pressures her to come and visit. Right. And so the because aunt goes, your mom does not go because of the COVID? That's correct. Okay. And like, uh, when, when they do go, uh, like I said, my, my grandfather gets upset because of the PTE. Mm -hmm. He doesn't understand it with the dementia, right? That's right. Like they, they have to wear the face shields, masks, gowns, uh, the booties, everything, gloves. And so, being that he doesn't understand it, it's scary for him. Yeah, I understand. And I, I, I hear that there is, a, you know, there's kind of a, you're, you're navigating your way through it. But again, the question yeah. that I did ask, um, and this is maybe the wall that you're hitting, is what do you wish you could do? Now, I don't say oh, that uh, from any bad and wrong here. I just say that from the place of, you know, that that's the question that we're sort of dancing around. Yeah, and I... I guess um, the the biggest thing that I wish I could do is just go down there and be with my mom and help her navigate through the situation. Um, because uh, I know that uh, she was saying she wants to go in and visit, mm-hmm. but she doesn't feel safe doing so, both because of the, the outbreak at the care home and because my aunt keeps pressuring her to do so. Yeah. Okay. So what's best for Derek in this? Now I'm going to ask you to drop the, everything that you should do. Um, should is a word of non-intent, right? Like we, we can't should on people. Um, yep. cause should is, it should is me coming into your house, Derek, and walking into your living room and going, you know what, make this amazing. You should paint it blue. And what that also translates is, is, Hey, by the way, I have an idea, but I'm not going to help you with it. It's your problem now. Take it or leave it. So should never works is a word that's from my language teaching, but, um, Mm -hmm. so let's drop all of the should and what's best for Derek. What does Derek want? Not for your, not for helping your mom for Derek. Well, I mean, the, the best thing for me is just keeping in the loop, uh, knowing what's going on. Um, so, you know, being in contact with my mom and getting updates from her every couple of days just to find out, you know, well, is this just a phase that my grandpa's going through? Uh, or is this something that's going to be permanent and he's going to end up, you know, dying of starvation or something like that? Yeah. Well, dying of starvation um, and not eating, um, that's not uncommon, right? Yeah. When people get old, just so you know, I want you to know that that's one thing that people will stop. And when it's time, they will just stop. Um, and so, I mean, so I hope that I share that with you because I've seen it with my grandparents that when, when it got to a point where it was time, that was, you know, that was something that did happen. So I don't want you to think that that's a bad thing per se. Um, you know, it's a scary thing. So what about, um, what about, what about mom here in that? If you could create something for your mom in this, what would you create for your mom? Well, um, 
the the biggest thing that I could possibly do for my mom is uh, get her a uh, like either a tablet or a computer where she can FaceTime with my grandpa. Oh, that's a good idea. And, you know, like, she doesn't know about anything, like, she doesn't know about Zoom or uh, FaceTime or anything like that. Uh, She's never used it before, but uh, it's something that, you know, if I could go and set it up for her, I would definitely do that. Okay, so now I'm uh, going to be the hard friend here for you, okay, Derek? I'm going to ask you hard questions, not because I'm being critical, but just because I'm I'm going to be direct here for you. Okay. Okay. Um, why do you have to go set it up for her? Uh, she wouldn't know how to do it herself. Okay. So is there anybody else in Red Deer anywhere that could help her? Uh, more than likely my uncle. Okay. So there's an idea. Okay. Right. So what I'm saying to you, and the, 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 you see what just happened there? That light bulb just went off, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and what I wanted to create for you, Derek, is that I feel like this for you is a backpack filled with rocks on your shoulders. And when you have this backpack on, this burden of, of all of these things that you need to fix it for people, mm. you forget about what you need. And it also leads us, this is a human thing, not a Derek thing, because I go through it too. Shane goes through it too. So we carry this burden of this backpack, and all we think about is, damn, is this thing heavy? But we don't think about all the other things we can do. For example, we also don't think, by the way, we can take off this backpack. And we become blind to the options around us. And so what I wanted to create for you in this is the opportunity for you to maybe see that this isn't Derek's problem. But if you can look at it from the perspective of what's best for Derek, what do I want to do here? And what I hear for you is there's a burden on your mom around COVID and her loyalty and responsibility as a family member. And definitely, you would like to, definitely. yeah, you would like to take that burden away. That's what, that's how I hear this. And so the that's question becomes, yeah. So the question becomes a, how do you find a way that, because you can't go, you've shared that. So you need to find a way that you can inspire others to help your mom through ideas like FaceTime. Does that make sense? That does make sense. It makes a lot of sense. Does that help take some of that backpack it, or those rocks out of the backpack? It does. Like I, I had kind of thought, well, you know, maybe my uncle would be willing to do something like that. But, you know, uh, with his work, he generally is driving. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, there's um, all kinds of IT experts out there, too. And they're all, all kinds of friends and there's um, all kinds of organizations, even with uh, the, the Dementia Alzheimer's Society and all those. I mean, they mostly serve family members. And we're going to learn more about that story tomorrow because you've inspired us in this, Derek. Like that's what you've given everybody in this is the opportunity to look into this more. And so there oh, wow. are organizations that would that that can that can get this technology or at least people in front of you or they'll have a network of people there i i'm only speculating but there could be somebody who has a family member who has gone through this or is going through this who is in red deer who knows it and might be willing to help okay you never know right so if we can look and, at it from that lens and if you uh, if you wanted to shane if you do find someone that does do that uh, if you want to give them my contact information, I'd be fine with that. Okay. Thank you for giving us that permission. I'm going to inspire you to 
um, take that part of the conversation and be able to go, okay, well, now there's this is wide open. What's possible here? It has nothing to do with driving to Red Deer, mm. right? That the roadblock is now gone. Now, ideally, can you go? Can you fix it? Sure, that would be nice. But life happens, Derek. You're going to have to live your life too. And the whole point of all this for me is the point where I want to take it for the next couple of days. When it comes to your grandpa, what do you want? What's best for Derek? What do you want to take out of this? Because the day will come where George Bamlett is 96 years old, World War II veteran, because that's what you shared with us. What do you want to take away from all this with your, when we take your mom out of the equation from your grandfather, what do you want to take away? Well, really, I, I just want to see him live to the full extent that he can. Okay. Now, what about you? Uh, what do you want to take from your grandpa into your life once he's gone? Cause the day will come. Um, well, I think the, the biggest thing that I'll take in is, um, just some of the memories of, playing the trumpet for him and seeing how happy he was with me playing the trumpet. Um, there were a few times uh, when we were at Christmas dinners and stuff at, uh, at my grandparents' place where um, just the smells of the baking from my grandma was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And the, the memories of like uh, my mom putting the wheel of, Danish blue cheese under the tree where there was a heat register. So I, I hear that there's a lot of love that you want to take away. Do you still play the trumpet now? Um, I, I wish I did. Um, I can't afford a trumpet right now and uh, I wasn't able to hold on to my last one. So. Okay. Well, that's where we're going to start. We're going right. to start with a trumpet. We're going to start with the fact that if, if, if you can play the trumpet, then maybe those memories of how happy it made your grandfather, um, can come back to life for you. And if you can listen to trumpet music in the meantime, until you can play the trumpet music, what if you could sit and listen to that music and be with the thought and the memories of your grandfather? Would that be something that's appealing to you? That would definitely be appealing. And um, I know what blues and jazz sounds like on a record player. And I definitely plan to get some blues and jazz vinyl. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. So what I'm going to ask you to look at here, Derek, is um, can you see a different way now that takes the backpack off and this need to drive there and save everything? And this new possibility of what you, you can create for Derek and maybe you can help out your mom in the meantime. Well, I, I definitely can. And, um, I appreciate that you were actually able to shift my perspective into that line of thinking. How do you feel about all this now? Cause you were really sad. I think it was Thursday. We first talked about this. Hey. Oh, yeah. Um, I was really emotional over it. Uh, The first day uh, was mostly just tears. Uh, It was just tears all day. 
Um, the second day was more, okay, this is sinking in now. Um, what do we do about it? Mm-hmm. And then from there, it was just talking to some of my supports here in Edmonton. And unfortunately, none of my supports here have family that are is in a care home. So, you know, that's where I was really struggling is, okay, well, I don't have anybody that is going through this, so what do I do? Okay. Now where are you? Uh, now, um, now that I've heard from you, I mean, and I'm probably going to be hearing from some of the other shift heads as well, um, I think that uh, it's it's created a sense of, okay, there are things that I can do rather than driving out there. Mm-hmm. There's lots you can do. It's, it's it, not just that tunnel vision that I had before. Which, is, just so you know, we all get, right? That's not a Derek problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, imagine this. Imagine that you were able to sit down and listen to a, whether it's on the internet or whatever you can have access to easily, you could sit down and listen to some trumpet music and just be with grandpa. Then from that place, approach what's next. IT support, talking to mom, talking to auntie, you know, writing down memories, writing a list of the memories you want to keep. What happens to the medals? I don't know. But if you could build from that place, imagine what you could create in this. You could take the sadness of this and man, it breaks my heart. Like I feel what you're, I'm experiencing right now in this, Derek, is I'm experiencing a lot of emotion around this. Um, mm-hmm. you know, my, my grandma with dementia, my mom's mom, you know, it was a big deal. Like she would pick up the remote control and try to phone people. Um, yeah. And as fun as that was at the time, because she made light of it always. Um, you know, it was heartbreaking to see and, Mm -hmm. um, but imagine what you could create with this, Derek, if this is where you can create from. And I, I would assure you that if there is a trumpet, uh, love there, uh, there are more things there too. The baking, the cookies, the getting the smells, the (laughs) melting a cheese block on a register at Christmas time, whatever that (laughs) brings up for you. But, um, like imagine what you could create there. And here's my next question then. Imagine what you could create from that place. The next time you call your mom and you ask her this question, mom, what can I do for you? Have you asked her that? Um, I haven't asked her that directly. I've been kind of skirting around the edges of it. Mm-hmm. Are you but afraid I that she's going to say, come here? Do... Sorry. Are you afraid that she's going to say, I need you to drive here? Um, Somewhat, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to let your mom down. That makes sense. Exactly. All right. Well, I don't want you to let Derek down. Well, and I I think I need to make myself more of the priority than my mom or my grandpa. But at the same time, I still have them be a priority. Absolutely. And they will be. Um, have you ever heard the oxygen mask story? about airplanes when you get on an airplane and they say, if the masks fall from the ceiling, put on your mask first, then the help the people around you. Have you ever heard that? 
I have, yes. So do you know why that is? Actually, I, I don't know the real reason behind that. Okay. Well, if in, air, in the situation of loss of oxygen, like air pressure on an airplane, it'll knock you out very quickly in a matter of seconds, right? Losing air like that because the air gets sucked out. So it can pull the air out of your lungs. Like it just literally sucks the air out of the airplane and out of you too. So it's kind of like losing your breath. So you okay. can't just hold your breath like you would for 30 seconds or whatever you can hold your breath for. You see, but the lack of oxygen takes minutes before it kills you. So it might knock you out in seconds, but it'll take minutes before it kills you. So if you put your mask on someone else first, you might save their life. But chances are, if you don't, like kids, you're not going to save your own. Now, the people around you, they might pass out from no oxygen. But you can put your mask on yourself, then you can put the masks on them, because they're not dead. And so when you put the mask on yourself, you are able to help the people around you. Okay. And it's really, really interesting when you think from the perspective of this, who's going to keep the grandpa, who's going to keep grandpa's memory alive? Hmm. That, that uh, makes a lot of sense. That really does. Do, do you want to take that on? Of course I do. Okay. Well then now you know what you want to create. Now it's a matter of creating. That's right. Whatever it takes. You good? Oh, yeah. Um, thank you for the story. Here's a couple of text messages that have come in. Um, the best thing you can do is listen to your mother, Catherine says. Let her let it out. Be emotional support for her. Um, okay. Trucker Dan says, I have a lot of dealings with dementia. I also have helped several members of my family to the end. If Derek needs someone to talk to about this, I don't mind you giving him my number. So there's oh, your support. Thank you, Trucker Dan. Appreciate it. So there's your support. And so we have a call coming up and we have a piece coming up that we're going to play for you. Um, it was a piece that was recorded quite some time ago. And it's from Lisa Raitt, former Conservative Party deputy leader. And she was MP for Milton in Ontario. She joined okay. Charles Adler a little over a month ago to talk about caring for loved ones with Alzheimer's because it hit her family young, very young. And uh, so we're going to play that clip and go back in time and play that one for you. And we are working on Alzheimer's and dementia conversation with experts on the show for tomorrow because Alzheimer's Society has all kinds of uh, access points to communities that are dealing with this just like you. Okay? That's so we awesome. will personally... We will get this information in front of you regardless if you're working tomorrow night and can listen. And because yep. um, uh, I want you to have community around you. But Derek, the courage it takes to call in and ask that and to listen is amazing. I want to acknowledge you. And uh, I, I just think that it's um, it's it's remarkable conversation for you to share with us. And thank you for trusting in me to open up that perspective a little bit. Is there anything else that you would like to share before you go? Well, uh more than anything, I just want to say thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my story. Um, I, I really appreciate you giving me that time. I promise you, you're not alone. And there are people that can, you can lean on. And I, I do hear that. All right. Uh, thank you, Derek. Thank you, Shane. We'll chat soon, brother.
It's the Shift Podcast. Let's go with Are You Okay? Are you okay with Flying Santa? How else does he get around? Him flying, but what do you? What does that mean? Flying on we, his own? Are we talking like sands reindeer and sled? Yeah. Sleigh? Well, I think that this is where you guys get to decide for yourselves. I feel like there's a jetpack in this story. That would be Santa. cool. Jetpack Santa. Yeah, the, he <laughs> deserves to give right the reindeer there. a vacation, right? So hey. one year, he just gets on a jetpack and he just tows the tows the giant sack of presents behind him and flies. That would be pretty neat. Probably very dangerous, but very cool. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. We don't need your services. You're laid off because we bought a jetpack. <laughs> Due to COVID. <laughs> Modernization. Been... Oh, no. <laughs> we, we have industrialized this network. Uh, that song gets way less cool when you take Rudolph out of it and replace it with Jetpack. Okay, are you okay with a flying Santa? A man flying a light aircraft while dressed at Santa crashed into overhead power lines while on his way to deliver gifts. The unidentified Mr. Claus was off to deliver Santa Christmas candy canes to children in the Rio Linda community on Sunday, wearing a red and white suit as well. He had on a safety helmet, of course, when his red metal sleigh, ultralight, got tangled. The hyperlight aircraft was suspended around 40 feet in the air for an hour while he waited to be rescued in Rio Linda. CBS Sacramento has this story. Mike Hawthorne knew right away something was wrong. If I'm being com- if I'm being completely honest, uh, I was actually using the restroom and the power went out when I was trying to use the restroom. Hawthorne went down his street and found Santa, then started live streaming for the Real Linda Messenger Facebook page. And there we go. People from all around the country started watching. Knowing that he wasn't injured, um, I was... I was more entertained, I guess, to see um, how he was going to get down. Hundreds of viewers began posting comments, many finding comedy in this pre-Christmas drama. Just hang in there, Santa. Start a GoFundMe for Santa. And Rudolph is at home with COVID. Then a twist. Hawthorne told his viewers he was running low on battery and Santa was still stuck. Scott to 10%. I'm going to let this thing ride out till my phone dies. So if it ends, that means my phone dies. The response from the live stream, a chorus of concern. Where's your power pack, dude? Someone get this man a charger. And someone get that man a portable charger. When Santa hit, uh, actually came to the ground and I ended the video, I only had 3% battery left. In the nick of time, St. Nick's Rio Lindo Rescue, a success thanks to the steady hand of this Santa-saving helper. There he goes! That was my first time ever live-streaming anything like that, and the turnout was way more than what I thought it would have been. (laughs) Did you like the part where he said when he hit, when he fell to the, when he got to the ground? Like, I want to watch the video. Did Santa just, but he was okay. the, The funny thing about the story, he doesn't say, I'm glad Santa's okay, and the kids get their gifts. He's like, phew, I didn't run out of battery power. (laughs) I got 100,000 clicks, man. It was a successful live stream. Oh, yikes. Uh, No, there's no word in there if Santa was even all right. I mean, Santa wasn't, like, cooked. I don't know. Oh, man, oh, man. Are you okay? Are you okay with massive nativity scenes? 
I've got some pretty crazy ones in my neighborhood, actually, like big ones. Mm-hmm. And it's like a it's like a pet project for my neighbors. But they all look the same. They never, you know what I mean? Like the characters don't really change. They don't get creative. It's just how big can it get? So I'm okay with that. Well, I, absolutely. I'm okay with anybody celebrating their faith, right? And and sharing that out there. And and you know, I guess I guess how big depends on how big massive is. But I mean, if someone's sharing their faith, I think that's all right. Yeah. Uh, the story is uh, St. Peter's Square in the Vatican has hosted a few unorthodox nativity scenes over the years, but this season's entry looks like it came from outer space. The futuristic ceramic collection has received so many terrible reviews that if it were a Broadway play, it probably would have closed on opening night. Oh, that's cold for oh the poor little dude who's like in a diaper in a manger out in the cold. Uh, Reuters has the story. An astronaut, a character resembling Darth Vader, alongside baby Jesus, draped in a red cloth. It's not the setup of a joke, rather a unique take on the nativity scene in the Vatican's St. Peter's Square. Mary, Joseph, the three kings and the shepherds are styled like cubic chess figures, surrounded by animals squat and square. Reactions to the installation, both on the ground and on social media, have been mixed. It made me think of bowling pins with a baby Jesus as a ball. I liked it, but I preferred last year's. But it's not too bad. I find it adorable, even if I was curious to see baby Jesus. The Vatican uses a different nativity scene each year, which is usually donated by towns or artists. This year's modernist display was made by students and teachers in Castelli, an Italian town famous for ceramics between 1965 and 1975. According to a description for visitors, that's why the astronaut made an appearance, representing the lunar landings of the late 60s and early 70s. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) Very weird. Darth Vader, uh, look, I'm okay with Star Wars pretty much anywhere, but the nativity scene, that that might might be pushing it. You're the one that just said it was so boring in your neighborhood. You know what? They got to spice it up a bit. You know what? Good point. All right, there's a challenge to residents of Calgary. (laughs) Not to mention, if you're going to go bowling with the wise men, yeah, that's going to make some people upset. But (sighs) I like that. All right, good story. Well done. Are you okay? Are you okay? Oh, you want me to do this out of context first, right? That well, you can just say it. Yeah, just say it. Ask do you want me to read it? Just, play it. just ask okay the question and play that clip. Yeah. Are you yeah, okay you with spam? Food spam, like spam in a can. Food spam, not email spam. Are you okay with spam? Here's the clip. Sausage and spam, there's not got much spam in it. I don't want any spam. Why can't you have egg, bacon, spam, and sausage? That's got spam in it. Not as much as spam, egg, sausage, and spam. Look, could I have egg, bacon, spam, and sausage without the spam? What do you mean? I don't like spam. Okay, Ryan. <laughs> explain love, what you're, what's going on. Well, that's Monty Python for mm-hmm. those of you who don't know and spam. I'm okay with spam if it's spam a lot or any Monty Python spam, you know, clips. So I just thought mm-hmm. I would use that as reference because 
They really did not like spam there. Yeah. Which I comes into spam, play for this next story. By the way, I love spam and there's not more years of one of my favorite things to do than to go get a Kona brewery longboard lager and uh, nice and ice cold Hawaiian beer and have a little chunk of spam um, and have those on a hot day. Now that is absolutely true. I admit it. It's one of my favorite things to do. Now it takes me back to Hawaii. If you ever want to get a deal in Hawaii, all you have to do is go buy a can of spam and they quite often will give you a discount for being a local because spam is so popular there. But what about spam on a McDonald's burger? Would you do that? Mm. Uh, yikes. I mean, McDonald's beef is, yeah. I, I spam. I, the only time I've ever had spam is breakfast related stuff. And I like McDonald's cheese and you know the like all the dressings kind of tied together the beef is secondary so if you make the beef any less beefy i don't know if it'd work man that'd be pushing okay. it mcdonald's is selling a sandwich made of spam topped with crushed oreo cookies <laughs> in china in an intention grabbing move that has raised some eyebrows mcdonald's says the sandwich is part of a series of members only promotions uh, to be released on Mondays in China. McDonald's plans to sell no more than 400,000 of the lunch meat burgers. It wasn't clear how many have been sold or how many people would have flooded social media with scathing comments have actually had one or not. But spam and Oreo cookies on a uh, on a burger. I, I'm saying no way. Oh, God, it gave me a shiver. <laughs> they just said it's for you members know. only. Yeah, There's, you have to yes. be a special McDonald's member to get the spam burger. I didn't know they had to. I didn't know there was membership applications for McDonald's. Hmm. Yeah, only in China. Don't you know, Ray? Only in China, oh, I know. Got to know these things. So yeah, okay. So here's the thing: like spam is so salty, right? It's one of the reasons why I love it. Um, and uh, I think even calling it meat could be a bit of a stretch, right? It's just a mm-hmm. thing. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't think I could do it. If you made it a thick chunk of spam, like a burger, and then try to eat it like a burger. Uh, like even Oreos? I, no, the Oreos thing. That's gross. Of oh, course, I haven't tried it. Oh, I shouldn't be judgy. Maybe it's amazing. Look at what Roadhammer just texted in, though. You forgot they add Oreo cookie cream sauce on the burger on top of the Oreos no. that are already on there. Roadhammer's making that I want to see what this looks like. No, you don't. All right. I do. Um. Oh, not good. This is the Shift Podcast. It's time for In Case You Missed It with Ryan O'Donnell. In case you missed it on the radio, here's Ryan Sneakers. O'Donnell. Ding, Ding, that's me. Let's get right into it. I want to highlight something that popped up on the weekend on Saturday Night Live because it is important. We didn't get a chance to talk about it on our Sunday show, but I think we all need to know as SNL definitely killed it this season with Jim Carrey as uh as joe biden uh, his performance was absolutely legendary however he did announce that he is done playing the role he didn't really give a reason why uh, maybe he just felt like he you know had his say he just wanted to be there for the election and dip and pass it on to someone else and well that has happened dip out and really? did now, you just throw that out there millennial what what did that i throw did, out? that he was dipping out he was dipping out yeah just going for a dip yeah you know that was Jim very Carrey millennial can do no wrong. You, wow. did I even, I'm 96. Is that even millennial? I think I'm right before the millennial mark. I don't know, man. 
I can't remember. I act like one. It's fine. We can let it slide. So (laughs) they did, SNL did announce the new actor for for Joe Biden, and it was on the last episode. So the scene starts with Vice President Mike Pence being played by Beck Bennett, just about to get the COVID vaccine. And then Kamala Harris, played by Maya Rudolph, enters, followed shortly by U.S. President-elect Joe Biden, who is now played by Alex Moffat. You could still come back from this stronger than ever like the current president-elect, my man, Joe Biden. Get in here, Joe! You, uh, you look different somehow. Yep. I'm like Colonel Sanders. Every time you see me, I'm a different guy. There's a good chance that next, this time next year, I'm going to be Mario Lopez. Now where are the vaccines at? It's pretty good. He's got the, you know, the timber of the voice down pretty well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty good, but honestly, I'm sorry, nothing beats Carrie. And uh, I was going back and rewatching the whole Jim Carrey catalog as Joe Biden. And this, without a doubt, is my favorite moment from his stint as Joe. There are situations in life, and this is one of them, where there must be a winner and loser. <laughs> Yeah, that made me so happy. (laughs) Irresistible. Irresistible for him to do. Um, Can we acknowledge the Mario Lopez joke, though, with the Colonel Sanders? So that, just for everyone who doesn't know that story, we did do it here on The Shift. So the Colonel Sanders, he's always been so many different people, and then they keep hiring new people. But then there's a a KFC movie uh, that is kind of a, I call it a spoofy, but it's like a movie that's a bit of a spoof and a lot of fun. Mario Lopez is playing Colonel Sanders in the movie. And that's not really like mega out there news, kind of this sort of fun, playful story that made the internet. Yeah. And that yeah. comment to that was pretty good. I thought that was, that was cool. Well, yeah. It's also going to be like a romance, like action thriller about you know, people trying to steal the recipe. It's going to be great. We will certainly be doing a review of that movie when it is out. <laughs> Now let us move on. Yesterday, I did not get a chance to talk about what I saw on Twitter, but I got some great stuff from Twitter. So let's hop on to see what was worth retweeting. Tweet of the day. Yes, tweet of the day. And today's tweet is courtesy of IGN, who highlighted a fantastic moment that happened last week on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Colbert was interviewing Hollywood legend Christopher Walken. I love Christopher Walken. He's a very good comedic actor, serious actor. He's just dry. He's just so timeless, right? So dry. Like, he's so, so dry. dry. And that, you know, that dryness, well, it turns out that shit kind of moves into his personal life as well. Because during an interview with Walken, he admitted something pretty spectacular and shocking. Is it true that you have never owned a computer or a cell phone? Yeah, somebody had to come and set this up because I, I don't have a cell phone or a computer. 
And is there, why don't you have one? Are you uh, morally, philosophically, emotionally opposed? No, no, I just, I just got to it too late. You know, I think I'm right at a certain age where it just passed me by. And I never got, uh, I never got uh, to involved in it because it, it would be strange to have, you know, any, any 10-year-old be, be much better at it than, than I, I am. So I, the other thing is, you know, cell phones and that sort of thing, it's a little bit like a watch. If you need one, somebody else has got it. And, uh, okay, sure, sure. People are not about letting me borrow things. So no, so you've never emailed, you've never texted, no, never. Whoa. Which uh, is pretty insane when you think about it. He says that it but, just passed him by. It has been two decades, right? I feel like if you made it to 2015 without getting a cell phone or email, you're you probably don't need to worry about it for the foreseeable future. The thing that he did add, though, which I thought was pretty funny is he said, the only time I've been given a cell phone was on a movie set. And the reason I had it was so that the producers and directors could track me and make sure I was working in, in the right areas. But that's it. The responses on Twitter to this were really great. And my favorite one comes from Twitter user Sconzi, who said, and I'm going to try to read this in a really bad Christopher Walken impersonations to nice. give it some uh, understanding. I wonder if that's because... It would be difficult to text the way he talks, right? Because him <laughs> texting makes no sense in the way he I talks. I love it. That was very good. Right? Very was well it? done. Okay, thanks. Thank you. That was very but well no, done. I love, I love Christopher Walken. So what's uh, the best movie he was in then? Mm, well, all his cameo, like his cameo in Pulp Fiction is really great. Uh, he's horrible, like he's horrible, but I love him in that uh uh, James Bond movie, I think of View to Kill View, was that View one. To uh, but View to, View to Kill. Kill. But you know, this movie is—it's such a bad movie, but I have such fond memories of it because my uncles showed it to me, and it was one of the first kind of raunchy movies I ever saw. Was Balls of Fury? It's like a professional ping pong movie, and Christopher Walken plays this absurd villain, and it's—it's it's very weird. If you're in for just a really dumb laugh, check out Balls of Fury. Uh, there's also some great Def Leppard in that in that movie. So. Uh, check it out next up also this is kind of related to twitter let's head on over to the world of sports yes it's time for me to finally talk about sports on this i've been wanting to do that for a while i thought i would start it off with the brass bonanza the best uh goal song in nhl history so the big news came from the NFL. I was going to talk about some NBA stuff and I have that in the back pocket, but I want to skip right to the NFL because uh, Giovanni Bernard scored two first half touchdowns after a, a couple of turnovers and the Cincinnati Bungles, sorry, sorry, the Cincinnati Bengals held on to stun the slumping Pittsburgh Steelers 27 to 17 on Monday night football. From the four. Here's Bernard. Tries to shake it. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Cincinnati Bengals. I can't believe this is happening. It's so fantastic. The 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 Bengals. I usually call them the Bungles because rough rough team, but uh, they won. They beat the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers lost to the Red uh, to the sorry the Washington Football Team last week, and that was a pretty bad 
loss. The reason this is so great, though, is the Steelers, aside from having horrible defense during that game, cursed themselves because uh, if you look on uh, on Twitter, you may see that uh, Steelers player Juju Smith-Schuster has, uh, you know, the uh, audacity to dance, TikTok dance, on the Ooh. Bengals logo in pregame. He oh took a TikTok, and that's just bad juju. Uh-huh. Get it? Bad he juju. did it. I don't know why you would do that. And so he did that. And then during the game, he got absolutely throttled. There's a couple of very funny pictures. However, my sports tweet of the day is courtesy of the New Jersey Devils official Twitter account, the hockey team, just for clarity. Thank you. Who for tweeted, no. just, just, you know, you never know. <laughs> Remind us not to TikTok on any logos. They tweeted that out. It's got a couple thousand likes and all that. And the responses to it are pretty great. So this person who is a, uh, a Cleveland Browns fan says, I don't even follow hockey, but you all get a retweet and a follow just for this. And the devils respond by saying, come for the petty, stay for the memes, learn to love hockey. It's fantastic. And I love when teams do this. Uh, if you want to laugh, head on Twitter and just see the pictures. But uh, the Bengals have completely, uh, completely done it as a uh, as a team. Uh, they're now three and, oh God, I don't even know what the standings are. I haven't checked in a while. Let me see here. Because this does have pretty big implications for the AFC North, North because the Browns are just one game back from the Steelers. And uh, the Bengals are now 3-10-1. So uh, interesting stuff in the NFL. And uh, we we love it. Now, one more thing that I want to get to today. Do you guys remember some good news? Like back from early pandemic days? What good news was? Because... I don't no. <laughs> that because i don't think we've that. actually heard good news in a while have we <laughs> it's been a hot minute but uh so for those of you who are unaware of what some good news is if uh, your mom probably knows about it my mom watched it every night every every day when she could it was a little web series that was uh started by john krasinski uh, the actor director of the office uh Oh my goodness, what's the name of that movie he directed? A Quiet Place. Oh, such a great film. Uh, and he just decided to make a little like pseudo news show where all he talked about was good news. He did it from home. He I brought actors onto the show. It was so unbelievably wholesome. I, I loved it. It was a great idea. And it actually went off air for a long time because he sold it to Viacom. And oh, that really? was it. He I sold he the ran rights. Ran out of good news. <laughs> no, <laughs> you you know maybe, but he sold it, and he said he wasn't going to host it anymore. And people were were like, "Hey, this was really great. Why did you sell something like this out?" I don't know. Maybe he was busy. I mean, he is working on some projects right now. But regardless, whatever the reasons, the wholesome web series hosted by Krasinski actually returned for a surprise holiday special. Good evening, everyone, even though, as always, it is still very clearly afternoon. Welcome back to SGN. I'm John Krasinski, and this is the holiday episode. Now, if you're like me, this is without a doubt, as the song says, the most wonderful time of year. It was until I logged back onto the Internet. 
That's right. Other than someone trying to make eggnog with actual fresh eggs, there's nothing that can take you down quite like an innocent meander through the virtually decked halls of fan art. So for reference, people drew a bunch of pictures of him. One of them was him sitting at the good news desk, but him eating cookies and his shirt was like bursting open because he was fat. And he responded by going, I don't know what makes me sadder, the drawing itself or the reality of that drawing, which (laughs) great. I like that you can poke fun at yourself. Uh, But the show was pretty stacked and it's quite wholesome. So Justin Timberlake joined and (laughs) this made me laugh. I'm a, I'm a big fan of wordplay and puns and all that. And uh, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, who has become one of the most wholesome figures in cinema. He joined dressed up as Dwanta Claus. (laughs) (laughs) Dwanta Claus. And he was like, kind of like Krampus. Uh, It was weird, but it was great. It was wholesome. It had a good flow to it. It's nice to see that they're bringing back some of that, uh, that flair because I mean, with so many of us now, pretty much almost all of Canada, I think all of Canada lockdown and some of us are separated from family and we can't see each other. It's good to just have a good dose of good news. That's why we do good news Tuesday on this show is we just Mm -hmm. all need it. And uh, so We've been able to fill that gap if you can't get it from some good news. Uh, But hopefully John Krasinski doesn't totally sell it out again and uh, get rid of it. Uh, I'm not sure what his plans are for it, but uh, it should be interesting to see nonetheless. And uh, yeah, it's been a pretty entertaining day on the on the interwebs. And I I had lots to talk about. So there's in case you missed it on this uh, December 22nd edition. I love it. We do need more good news. We absolutely do. And it's a good uh, cue to um, say that. Don't forget, Good News Tuesday does start tonight. Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.